Hey, everybody. Got a problem with my eyes. What's up? Welcome to another edition of the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. I am your host, Dougie Almeida, coming to you live from Simpsonville, South Carolina, where I'm blending in every day. Matter of fact, this is a bit of a Greenville show. I have two of my good friends, newer friends in comedy uh, from the Greenville, South Carolina scene. We'll get to meet them today. And of course, if you know the show, we have three segments. Uh, let me ask you, or basically ask completely ridiculous com- uh, questions to our guests. Then did you hear where we go over stories that you may or may not have heard of? I heard of them. And of course, let's associate where we kind of play the word association game. I say a phrase, a word, and our guests get to share the first thing that comes to mind, whether it's a story, a word, or anything. And we try to make it funny because this is a comedy podcast, everybody. Without further ado, let me introduce our guest today from the Greenville comedy scene. A couple gentlemen uh, that, well, one gentleman is my regular opening act. He's very funny. Been doing comedy for years. People say, why are you letting this guy open for you? He's funny as fuck. Mr. David Zaslov and uh, local funny man, Jacob Nolan. What's up, dudes? How's it going? Good to be here. Great. Somebody tell Let's Jacob go. it's not good. Tell Jacob it's not a good idea to be eating on a fucking podcast. I mean, can you stop I'm, eating, I'm, you fat pig? I'm, I'm between dinners and I need a snack. Yeah. Well, Jacob's lost a lot of weight, though. You got to give him a hand. Like when I first met Jacob, he was, you know, he was pudgy and round. I was, and... I was, I was two twelve when you met me, and I'm only two oh eight now. So I'm really crushing it. Well, that's not. That's not that much. I mean, still eating. It's like killing kilograms or whatever you know it's fine i've gone in the last two months three months i've gone from 270 something pounds to 244 pounds that's a lot that's a lot that's, that's pretty solid everybody notices that's on my videos on, on social media like wow i can see your chin line yeah the chin uh, is nice is, yeah right like that don't, don't have to have the camera way up here either Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show uh neither one of you guys have been on the show let me start with David. David is a longtime comic entertainer, been in the business a long time, has has, has opened for me now in the various uh, uh, various venues and shows. And now, just like a professional does, he doesn't open anymore. Now he's headlining them fucking venues. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got bumped at least $100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? When you, you, you go drive from feature to, to fucking headliner. Hours. Drive eight hours, make three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> <laughs> that's including gas, by the way. That's including gas. Yeah. So, yeah, great to be yeah. a headliner. I really love it. Get to do a lot of time. It's uh, it's great. And I'm not from Greenville. I want people to understand that. I'm I'm a progressive from the Bronx. So uh, I don't want. Well, I, I didn't wanna... say you're from it. That now you're residing. I mean, you're really in Liberty somewhere. Where they film deliverance, that's right? Worse. Isn't that yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in I'm every in once, South Carolina. Every once in a while the, when I'm I talk to David Jew, on the... I'm, I'm the first Jew a lot of people have met out here. <laughs> and they and they all think he's Jeffrey Epstein. So they're all yes, he's alive. Absolutely. Jacob, uh, on the other hand, is a newer comic who I've uh, noticed and have opened for some shows. We got a, we got a lot of newer comics here in Greenville, so there's not a lot of people that can fill a 10, 15, 20 minute spot yet. But Jacob's one of those fellows. Yeah, appreciate it, Dougie. It's been a lot of fun. I did get to open for you in North Carolina, and that ended well for both of us. So I think that was yes. great. Would you not like to elaborate on? 
<laughs> What'd you like to? The, the show didn't go well, but I did get to meet uh, Dougie's long lost middle aged cousin, and uh, she allowed me to, you know, learn a few things in the in between the in between the thighs. That was nice, and uh, you know, now she was now a pretty I'm, big woman. Know. I'm surprised you can get between the thighs because she, you know, that well, was that. <laughs> well, it was. I told Dougie I'm going to go hook up with uh, this chick, and he says, "Don't let don't let her eat you." And I said, "No, nah, the big one, the the old one." And so I took the. Uh, Literally fifty year old lady back to the hotel. I thought Chris Wilson was gonna become more palsied. Yeah. For our listeners, Chris Wilson's another local comic, very funny comic who happened to be along on the trip. Uh and probably had a bear uh Jacob uh banging this geriatric uh older woman. Yeah, to uh to David's point on money and comedy, I featured this for the show, but I I got to drive. And so I drove uh, eight hours. I made seventy-five bucks on the show, but I accidentally put non-ethanol, uh, yeah, non-ethanol gas in my car, and so it was a hundred dollars to fill up my car. So I lost money because of my stupid gas choices. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck the planet, save the money, and make twenty-five dollars on your fifteen-minute set. Okay. That's right. I mean, I let's face it. Sometimes I'm I'm been doing this seventeen years. I I will I will still do a gig even though. The money may not be perfect just to do the gig. I'm still at the point where the value of the gig is more important to me than the value I'm getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. The gig, is always the gig is always important. Well, Zaslov said that this room was awesome. And I wanted to do a show with Chris and Dougie, two of my good pals who I respect. I mean, that was, I would have done that show for free. I mean, it was just great to be there. The room was awesome. We got put up in the hotel and I, uh, <laughs> I fucked a 50 year old woman twice. I mean, I should have paid her for that, honestly. But it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. You should have this paid me as the pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she taught you something. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn anything from her? Huh? Did you learn anything from her? Oh, man. Uh, wife before you eat, I guess, would be the, the lesson there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a pig. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusting. No, I think David would agree with I think David would agree with me on this, but uh, Jacob is a bit of a, I don't know how he's like, you'd categorize his comedy, David, but you know, first of all, he's funny. He's witty. Um, it's, uh, um, but he's, but he's, he's a bit dark, right? Would you say dark sometimes? David? Well, I was kind of cr- a cross between uh, slut and uh, slut and masochism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, David. No, dark, dark is too general. I think he's mas- masochist, neo-fascist slut. Thank you. That's yeah. probably the deepest compliment I've ever received. Thank you, David. That was yeah, so nice. Well, <laughs> I had I had to put my brain in another in another universe to come up yeah. with those, those that language. If I could have those three <laughs> characteristics on my tombstone, I would be happy with that. That's pretty nice. Tell the M all the MCs you go to wherever you go to. That's your intro. There we go. That's right. It beats the uh, Carolina cunt like I've been going up on stage too. So that's much better. Yeah. Where do you go from there when you're when you're introduced as the California cunt? It's yeah. tough. You know, sometimes it makes the audience uh, kind of get in the vibe like, okay, this is about to be something. And sometimes they're just kind of like, hmm, let's see what this douchebag has to offer. <laughs> He's not going to make me laugh. So sometimes it works against Jacob, you. Jacob, did you already did you already have the did you already have the operation? I didn't know. 
No, I'm still in. Uh, I'm back in. Uh, you know, in remission. So it's good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the only person who got sex. He's the only guy who got a sex change, and it's it is revocable. Uh, I mean, the penis. The penis was just so small; it didn't matter. I mean, you know, hey, let's, nah. let's put this pencil eraser on there; it'd be fine. Yeah, it, it was inverted. Inverted. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, the doctor has it hanging on his rearview mirror on his Porsche <laughs> as a, as a keepsake. Um, well, uh, w- real quick, guys. Uh, you know, I've made this comment. I think on the on the uh, on the show. Uh, we discussed open mics and stuff, but don't you think, uh, I know David knows this, uh, Jacob, I think somewhat uh, coming to, to terms with it, but we probably got one of the best open mics on a weekly basis here in Greenville at the Comedy Zone. What do you think? I would highly agree. I don't agree. I think, I don't I don't know it's the best, but from where I've been, uh, they're all pretty much the same. You know, where, wherever I go, they're pretty much the same. You get about... 10, 15, 20 guys, most of, you know, a couple of women every now and then, maybe if you have 20 guys, you have three or four women. And it's, you know, pretty much a lot of newcomers. Even in LA, it was the same kind of thing. Right. In LA, did you, in LA though, did you have 30, 40, 50 people paying to come see it? No. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. Great to, I just think it's, yeah. it's great to just have the chance to get on an actual club stage every week. That's the only reason why I would say it's a great mic, just because you get to actually be in a club instead of standing on a bar floor somewhere, you know, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't thinking that it wasn't great. I just thought that there's a lot of mics similar to that. Right. Sure. Maybe you know. I've been. I've. I've, tra- I've been to a lot of mics and. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love being at the comedy zone. So I'm not, not knocking that at all. And I've been, had, had a great time and been very well received there. I've been a, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of good people. So it's, it is great, but there's a lot of them everywhere. Look at the state. Look how many people are doing comedy. There's a zillion, zillion people doing comedy in every state. Every state. Yeah. It's mind boggling. Yeah, uh, a little too many people at times. Uh, if there's one complaint about the open mic we have, anything? Anybody want to share a complaint? Suggestion? Um, it would be nice if the if it was the Comedy Zone, it would be nice to have a shorter list. And if there was a little bit of quality control, I mean, it's an open mic, so I don't really want to say that. That's kind of blasphemy for an open mic. But it would be kind of nice if the Comedy Zone was kind of held is kind of like the better quality mic to be at as an audience member or comic because you are paying to go see it and it is a comedy club so it would be kind of nice if that was an opportunity as more of like a showcase for local comedy instead of just the open mic but again it is an open mic for a reason yeah maybe a couple of longer spots maybe like a couple 10 minute spots david Pretty much like, uh, you know, you can't, you can't quality control it. You can kick, you can get rid of people faster. If it's going really badly, you can't play music off. You can just, if someone's really fucking up, you know, that's not, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But that doesn't, I agree with that. Not, no one's really that bad. You don't see people that bad, you know, every night, mediocre bad is where it's at. 
Right. Yeah. So, right. It's, yeah. I believe in the three to five minute set for an open mic. You get three to five minutes. You'll get a, you'll get a one minute light. And if you get a minute, yeah. if you get a light at two minutes, that means you're, you're not doing well. You're just not, you know, and I've, I've made some comments to folks. There's a few no-nos to me in open mics. Number one, don't go up and do your crowd work in an open mic. Unless you have an hour of material, you know, you need to work on your material. If you don't have that much material, why are you working? Why are you doing co- uh, crowd work? Uh, number one. And nothing, I w- if I ran an open mic and somebody went up and said, what do you guys want to talk about? I would go, light, <laughs> let's get the fuck off stage. Yeah. You know, you got all yeah. day to sit there and figure out what you're going to fucking say. And you're going to ask the crowd uh, what, what you want to say. That to me dif- differentiates the difference between a hobbyist and somebody who's really trying to do well at what they're doing. You know what right. I mean? That doesn't make don't sense. Just, don't, yeah. just, don't just show up. Don't just show up and say, I'm going to get on stage and do whatever I think I might do. You know, I, I, for the most part, have a list of shit I want to work on. You know what I mean? And that's it. You know, and, I, and, I, that's, and that's all I care about for an open mic. You know, sometimes you go to an open mic and it's a show. There's a lot of people there and people are killing it. They're like, fuck it. I'm going to do my material. You know, then you could do that. Right. Brush up in your material. But I just think an open mic is main for, you know, new is uh, new to work on new shit. You know, and if you're new, it's all new shit. You know what I mean? If you're a comic and the one year, two years in, it's all new shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's a different thing. All right. Yeah. Well, what, Enough what of the preliminary the shit. Zone, what, the, the comedy zone is a really professional club as compared to any other club in, in Greenville. And it should be treated, people who go there, even for the open mic, should treat it like that, that level of... of you get two. You get major, major comics coming to that club. So the level of professionalism. You're right. People should not just go up there and do crowd work. You know, every now yeah. and then say something. But it's a, it's a professional club. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, it's and, let, and let's time. face it. Let's face it. Hold on, let me see. It. Let's face it. Number one. Um, let me see something. Okay. Um, I, 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 uh, I was gonna say like. You know, I, I, the other thing I kind of get mad at, don't get mad at the crowd. Don't say the crowd doesn't know what the fuck is funny when you're not funny. You know, yeah. there, there's a couple of people that do that on a regular basis. And I'm like, it's not the crowd. <laughs> it's not the fucking crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really you. And, uh, that, and, and then, you know, the thing about crowd work is we had that incident a few weeks back where that girl wouldn't shut the fuck up and I had to put her in her place. I don't know who was there. If you guys were there, I'm dead. but you know, it got really tense. And, you know, she wouldn't shut the fuck up and she's talking, but you know, she only got that way because other comics were talking to her during the show, like, you know, using right. her. If you, if you're, if your fucking material isn't working and you got to rely on crowd work, okay, I get it. You know, you want to salvage your, your open mic spot, but listen, if that's the case, next time you come, you better be doing material. Uh, right. you know, I, I, I mentioned to somebody, no one, I've never seen a comic get hired because of their crowd work. You know what I mean? I've seen comics not get work because they do crowd work or too much crowd work. I've known headliners that wouldn't let somebody open because they do crowd work. You know, so it's not something that's going to definitely help. All right. Then you have someone someone like Jimmy Brogan. I don't know if you know Jimmy Brogan. He used to, he used to be the talent guy for Jay Leno. All he did was crowd work and he was brilliant at it. Just brilliant. You couldn't get better. I mean, he was brilliant. And uh, Paula Poundstone, brilliant in crowd work, just monster people. They just, that's what they do. They don't, they don't, they, but that's a specialty. That's a whole specialty. 
Yeah. Yeah. The only way you're going to be well, good at it is if you're good at it. Right. I mean, if you got to be proficient at it, you got to be good at it. Don't force it. A lot of people trying to force it. Uh, you know, and they'll ask questions with no punchlines. If you're asking more than two or three questions to somebody and you haven't got a fucking punchline out yet, you're not, you're not yeah. doing crowd work. You're just annoying people, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's not great to just ask 12 people in a row, what kind of dog they have or what do they do for work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you can do it, but don't do it to 12 people in a row. But you know, the thing about the open mic is it's valuable time. It's a valuable spot whether you do one or three or five nights a week, it's a valuable five minutes. You only get five minutes. So don't go up there and just say, what do you guys want to talk about? That's such an angering thing to do. If I, I do some crowd work, I, I've always, I've almost always thought of it before I got up on stage. If I noticed something with a person or if I noticed something, another comic, I've almost always thought about it before I got on stage and I used it to open my set. And then I always, went back to the material or I spread it out throughout the set, but it's always yeah. pointed crowd work. It's not just, Oh, Hey, uh, what's going on here guys. And then I make up searching. Something. It's not crowd work, searching worked. for material. It's not crowd work. Yeah, that's exactly. searching for material. It's material. That's already there to go. You know, the transition exactly. stuff is good. Sometimes, sometimes somebody go up, you know, and, uh, I remember George, you know, funny guy, look older comic here in, in, in the South Carolina area. He'll go up and he does some, you know, some, some creepy jokes. I think one time he got up and I got off. Let's hear it for that creepy fuck. You know what I mean? Because it, it was just funny because he, he, he was just telling that shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know, and I, I know even David said at one time, like, Hey, you know, and then I think, I think what happened was, and there was a few other amateur comics that tried to do it. Like one guy tried to make fun of me and it bombed. I called him out from the back yeah. of the room. Yeah. I like, heard that. You know, that was awesome. You heard that? I'm like, try the next joke. Um, you know what I mean? I heard that. But you know, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't want to like rag on somebody, but if something is just, if it's funny, like you said, or you're, re you're reflecting something of the joke, like I love that when I, when I'm on a regular show, like I'm featuring a headliner and the person up before me is killing or did something great. I'll utilize something like that. You know, like, wow. Like, you know, like I think David, you know, does a, does a bit about pussy and I'll come up after him and go, boy, that guy loves pussy. You know what I mean? And it's just funny. Cause obviously yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah. How about this? How about how about no phones on stage? Yeah. Take away the phones. You know, work on your material. Put it, get it in your brain, and uh, no phones, no notes. Just go up. Yeah, I yeah. think for an open mic though, sometimes I have my phone. That's where I got my line up. I'll look down at it. But yeah, I mean, it's like reading karaoke. You know, um, it doesn't come off the same. But I agree. I Especially if you've been mind. doing the same shit for a while. If you're doing the same shit for a while and you're still looking at fucking notes. Well, I just, I would kind of like to see, and again, this might, I don't even know if this is right or wrong, but I would kind of like to see the comedy zone be put slightly above the other mics in town just because it is a club and people are specifically there only for comedy. They're not there also for coffee or another show or a bar or whatever else. They're only there to see comedy. So it would be kind of nice if they imply some of those rules, like David said, like the no, even if it is no phones, just be like, Hey, if you are going to come here, have your shit down and you've already worked it out at coffee and radio room and maybe another mic. Now it's time to perform it. You know, when I was doing all the, the other mics, I would start it on Monday. I would work it out again on Wednesday and then I would perform it on Thursday. That's kind of my rule. And so maybe that'd be kind of a nice idea for everyone to put in their head. Like, Hey, the comedy zone is where we need to have it down at. Because people are paying well, to come see it. 
that's not a bad way. I think that's great. That that is great because bottom line is the comedy zone is looking for hosts. You know, they they don't have a good, good selection of hosts. They want to use local talent, you know, um, and it's gotten down to the point, like, you know, like, uh, I think David had some things come up, but was going to host all this month. I'm hosting pretty much all of May. You know what I mean? Cause I, I want to be in town, Yeah. but you know what I mean? It's, so, you know, it's nice. So to have, but that's the opportunity. And then if you don't, if you don't, if you, if you, if you practice like that, like David said, if you go on stage and you're constantly practicing with your notes on stage, it's five minutes. You know, there's an old saying, if you, if you can't remember five minutes, it's not funny enough to remember. It's probably not funny enough to tell. That's the That's something somebody said one time that went, you know, about that's a comic advice. always went up with his notes, you know? Yeah. And I, I agree with that. All right, let's uh, well, also, let's jump you, into. You should go ahead, buddy. I was just gonna say you shouldn't have notes on stage if the comics that know you are re- are reciting your set while you're on there. <laughs> We've seen that a couple <laughs> so of times. There's something else that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. But when you have your notes, you're not really a, you're not really able to access your soul, and it's your soul that's funny. You know, it's it's your being that's funny. And if you're reading your fucking notes, then you're you're yeah. you're blocking your fun, your basic funny. So that's yeah. what you want to reach when you're on stage. I definitely think if you got the joke, you should, if you had the joke, like the, last week when I was there, I didn't really have jokes, but I had a lot of premises, like ideas of premises. So I was just reading out the premises to see if it would be funny and then try to, you know, fall into something from it. But, you know, but, but here's it, but you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, listen, people will know a difference between a professional and an amateur. You know what I mean? They pretty much know once you start talking and shit. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think def- I think for the for the for the up and coming comic, I think like you, and I really agree with both of you guys is that you need to come out on that open mic and you need to show Brandon or whoever else is there that hey, you got your shit together. Here's the five minutes. I'm gonna work on this next week. Guess what I'm gonna do? Another five minutes, and then the week after. So that way that guy, oh, I, that guy, I saw that guy do five, three different five minute sets. You know, he could he, he can host. That person can host. Yeah, you know. So uh, I agree. All right, let's get it. Let's get into the set. Let's get into the set. Uh, let me ask you. This is where I ask you questions that you guys may or may not be prepared for, but answer them as honestly as you possibly can. Uh, let's start with Jacob. Uh, Madonna, older hottie or dried up skank? I see a photo. We have a recent photo of her, Ben. Ooh, I oh, actually have one on my nightstand. Um, yeah, I have, Ooh, I have baby. one on the nightstand. Um, I'm thinking that's like a, maybe an avatar character, but, um, if you say it's Madonna, I would say more of the dried up slank. Yeah. That's a slut skank. Yeah. I mean, you, you had sex with a 50 year old overweight, uh, uh, don't bring uh, her up. Doug. Beast. She was a nice lady. I'm just saying, but it, you, so you would obviously have sex with Madonna because you could say you, you, I didn't say I wouldn't Madonna. have sex with her. I just, I didn't say I wouldn't okay. have sex with her. I mean, she's the love of my life, but. <laughs> what do you think, David? I don't know. I saw those photographs that, uh, that were just shown, and they're disgusting. That's, that's just disgusting. Those are really yeah. horrible photographs. I mean, but yeah. when you you think about Madonna, the thing about her is, no matter what her age is, that woman is unbelievably courageous, adventurous, uh, willing to take risks. Just an incredible human being to have done what she done. So I don't, I don't see her as being uh, skanky or, or old or any of that. She's just a, a warehouse of uh, willingness. I mean, she, I remember she did, she did, a, a, she was in a, a, 
a modeling show. And she walked out in front of a whole audience of celebrities with a dress that started at her waist and her tits out. And this is like 30 years ago. You know, no one did shit like that. So I, mm. I don't know. I yeah. just see her and as a very... Skirt. No, it wasn't a skirt. It was oh, higher yeah. up. Yeah. Nice. You know, I, don't know, I, I don't know really how to, how to describe it. But the point was, her, t- her points, her tits were out. And it was shocking and incredible. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah. So I got to give her a lot of credit. I, you know, I've never been in a room with her. I have no idea what, what it would feel like, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's incredible. Well, I, agree. That, I agree with you on that. She was an icon in the eighties. You know, she, she had her own style. She was the sexual aspect of it, but now she's old and now she's, she's telling people that people are intimidated by her power and her things. And, you know, God bless anybody, you know, vanity is a hard sin to overcome. And if you were, you know, if you were beautiful, you know, and all that kind of stuff when you were younger and those, those looks start to fade, you know, that could, that could be a tough thing to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is horrible. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she took that, did that pose. <clears throat> yeah. There are a couple yeah. of uh, poses. There are a couple of poses where I look worse than that at 25. So, you know, I'm not saying I have any room to, to talk here, but yeah, I think being a celebrity for 40 years probably has some, uh, things that come with it you know yeah yeah it's always amazing when you see some celebrities without makeup it's like it's like the first time you go out with a stripper you you meet her in the strip club she's so hot and then when you go out with her to go shopping you're like what the fuck you know what happened to the girl i met in the strip club uh it's like you know it's like when you see your teacher outside the classroom it's a completely different uh different scenario um all right uh let me ask you, let me start with you, David. This is a question that's being asked of many people nowadays, considering the transgender movement and everything. But uh, what is a woman? <laughs> uh, what is a woman? <clears throat> Stubborn. Uh, a woman is always right. <clears throat> um You know, today a woman is whatever whatever you think you are. It seems to be what's happening. Uh, you have these yeah. transgender people, transgender uh, and guys who are, who have dicks and think they're a woman. And uh, you know, I've always I've always said, you know, a lot of these guys <clears throat> with dicks are trying to play sports. And I always thought if you don't have the balls to cut off your balls, you got to play ball with the rest of the dicks. Right. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Uh, it's, Good wordsmith. It, what is a woman? A woman is many things. A woman is a, a, sec, a, a sexual object. A woman is a mother. A woman is nurturing. A woman. Women are hostile. Women. Women are killers. There's nothing a, a woman isn't, uh, and they're all trying to um, get back at men for being subjugated for so long. That's yeah. that's the thing that I get. Women, women are being almost like men were years ago and mm. if they're trying to uh attain power and in doing so they're going pretty far and men a lot of men are letting them get, have power over them so i don't know mm. uh and then on the other side women are fucking phenomenal just absolutely phenomenal if they just stick to being women <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know if they try to if they try to be more than what they are then it's a pain in the ass 
Jacob? Boy, uh, David is really uh, beating me in every aspect of this interview, but I'm going to say a woman is tough. Uh, you know, I would like to say that it's, you know, too... Personally, I didn't know there was a difference between gender and sex until like three months ago. So I'm a little out of the loop on this situation. Um, and I have no, no authority to speak on it. But, you know, I kind of thought there was a, there were the guys and the gals. But um, the truth is, whether I believe you or not, if that makes you feel better and live your life, I'm not going to. I mean, it's no, no reason for me to tell you that you're a piece of shit that's trying to rape my kids that I don't have or something. But as far as gender go, I always thought there was two. But if you want to, if it makes you feel better and it makes you not want to kill yourself, calling yourself a woman, I mean, I'd rather you not kill yourself. So, I mean, I, I really don't know if that's not a great answer, but it's a very terrifying uh, question, to be honest with you. Yeah. Not terrifying as in going to get mad at me, but it's terrifying because it's, it's so simple, but it's so complicated now because we've made it complicated, I guess. Yeah, because people people are too scared to offend. Uh, to me, a, a woman is a an adult female. Uh, that's the answer that seems to be uh, circulating now is the simplest and the most accurate. But a now, if if there's a guy who thinks he's a woman, uh, you know, if they, and if I'm standing in front of that person, they go, "I'm a ma'am." I'm like, "Okay," you know what I mean? Uh, but I am I am of the elk. The, whereas I'm going to trust my eyes. I'm going to trust my instinct. And if somebody says if somebody says to me. You know, like, okay, ma'am, I'll say ma'am. But if they say, is this a woman? I'm going to go, no, it's not a woman. Well, how dare you? Like, it's not a fucking woman, okay? It may be yeah. a guy who thinks they're a woman or associates. I get it. I, I God bless them. I understand. I, I, I wish them all the luck in the world. But if you're going to ask me, it's a fucking guy. And, and that's just, don't tell yeah. me to think any way else. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit. And this is the, this is the aspect of what we're doing. Um, kind of gets into the next question. Have you guys uh, quit drinking Bud Light and stopped wearing Nike sports bras because uh, the company's decided to use a transgender woman, um, Dylan Mulvaney? Wow. Pretty woman. Is. David's the beer drinker. Yeah, look at that. She's, she's the, she, this person has done a lot of work. That's a very expensive woman. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it costs a lot of money to make that change. You got to you got to be very dedicated. You got you got to be very dedicated and in some ways very courageous to be able to I I went to transgender meetings 50 years ago. Uh so I was way at, I went into one there was about 12 guys all in different phases of becoming a woman. And uh and what, I was, what I was, was your role in it? Well, hold on a sec. David, hold on. Where was your role in this? Were you one of them that was considering it or you with a friend to help them through it. What, what was your? No, I just wanted to see what what the hell it was about. I had no idea, and I saw an ad. I was in Seattle. I saw an ad in the paper for a transgender counseling session, and I went because I'm curious. And uh, and this guy came in. He was really happy. He stands in front of the room, and he lifts up his skirt and he says, "I'm so happy. My penis is nearly gone." Oh, right. And, I, and my my thought was, oh, I'm in the wrong room. But you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let go of my dick. But it was a phenomenal thing to meet these these guys who were becoming women and what they had. I met a a black guy in the room who was trying to turn himself into a blonde white woman on a low budget. Wow. And it, it was it was very incredible. 
and super sweet. Uh, you don't get any sweeter than these guys. These guys were so sweet, so nice, and and trying to be yeah. so feminine. And it's such a difficult journey to, to take that journey. And it's getting worse for them right now, politically. It's just really worse. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm just from a little teeny town in South Carolina. So uh, you can imagine my uh, traditional beliefs and where, how I was raised and everything else. And I'm not mad about that at all. You know, I still believe most of it. But the one thing that has changed is um, moving to the big city of Greenville is seeing that <laughs> I just love people. Whether you're different than me, a different color than me, a different religion than me, I just love people. And when you get to talking to these people, these people as in different colored people, different religious people, different gender people, we're all just people. And we deal with the same insecurities and same bullshit. Some of us a little different than others, obviously. And um, I know one transgender person that I'm friends with, and she's wonderful. And if she... If that makes her happy, I'm not going to say, hey, you're not this. I'm going to tell you what you're not and what you are. Whether I whether I believe it or not believe it, I'm not going to go screaming at her face and not be her friend because, you know, she's a great person. And so I'm more yeah. than happy to kind of switch up that. But that's just because I love people, and I'm not going to change that just because I may or may not agree with you on something. So now do I think they should do it to four-year-olds without them telling their parents something? I'm not, I don't think that at all. But if you're an adult and you're 27 eh. and you've done through this, I mean, listen, I, I'm more than happy for you. You know what's better for you than what I know is for you. So, I mean, I'm yeah. just trying to be yeah. ex accepting of that. Yeah, I, listen, I, it's a mental disorder. You know, I, I believe God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> I, think Dave would, I think Dave would probably disagree with that. But, um, but uh, you know, I don't think God makes mistakes. I just think it, we're all put under the grace and have to figure it out. And... You know, we do. We do have we do have a transgender woman, right, in the comedy scene in South Carolina. Uh, but yeah. you know, she's great. You know, but she's but she's not the kind of person who gets mad. You know, very fun loving. Wouldn't doesn't give a shit about your opinion. That's the beauty of it. You know, it's like one of the yeah. things I always respected of gay, my gay friends. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a shit how you felt about them. They didn't make you. They weren't upset if you didn't. You know what I mean? They just they lived their life. They didn't give a shit. And that was always the thing I was admired. Like wow. You know, it's got to be tough and I admire your, you know, your bravery and all that great shit. But it's like the only yeah. people cross the line, they cross the line when they expect you to be to look at it exactly the way you they want you to look at it. Like, look, I, I, I get it. I, 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 I applaud your cause. Like you said, the, the problem that the transgender community is having now is because, you know, the indoctrination of children, you know, they, they, they there's discussions of, you know, you know, whether you let a 10 year old make such a decision. It's very, you know. I know I, I talked to a lot of attorneys and there's a huge amount of attorneys that are preparing for the for the malpractice cases that are going to come out in the next you know several years for the doctors that go through this. And there's all kinds of yeah. disclaimers these doctors have to go through. But I don't give a shit. This is where the disclaimer has no holds no water. And then because you could sue the parents, you know, the parents can then turn around and say, hey, you should you're the doctor. You know, you're supposed to tell me what's right. You know, do no harm. You know, parent can be I just want to help my kid. You know, so it's going to be interesting what we're going to probably see with the whole thing. But it's unfortunate because, yeah, if, if, a, if a, an adult wants to do it, the adult could do whatever the hell they want to do. But when you keep pushing and try to tell tell me that, you know, a parent, you know, you know a parent, I always said that if a parent wanted to let their kid do that, they should also let the, car the, the kid have power of attorney and health surrogate rights over the parents. The parents get into a car accident, then that same kid who just cut off their wiener can actually uh, have their parents sign, uh, sign a DNR for their parents and collect all the inheritance.
that might not be too bad. There's another thing that uh, we're all born with male and female. We know we know this. I mean, this is not this is not nothing new. But we all, I have a deep feminine side. There's no doubt about that. I, you know, and it's it's just a term for being sensitive. You know, and men are supposed to be insensitive and not cry. All that shit is is garbage. We're all a tremendous mix of whatever is out there, male and female. And I do know that all the shamans, all the, all the healers and all the medicine men in primitive tribes were bisexual, were trans, not tr transgender because there weren't, there weren't the tools to make the change back then, but the, uh, the ability to switch back and forth between male and, male and female uh, senses is phenomenal. Senses. I can see that. I can see what you mean by the senses and the, especially shamans or healers being on different feminine side versus male side. Um, one thing is that I'll never say what someone else feels because I've never felt that. And so I just, I really hate to put myself in a position to say something that I've never felt before, whether I think it's right or not. I'm also saying it from my perspective and um, that could be limiting. You know, and I don't want um, for kids to be able to make just lifelong decisions when they're five or six or seven. And but I don't know if you can ever be right, because at the same time, if they do know what they're talking about and they're six or seven, right, then you held them back for 15 years. And so there's a there's a there's no right or wrong. And the safe bet is to say, hey, you're not doing anything till you're an adult. I get why that's the safe bet. But I'm just saying the other side of that is. You know, oh, hey, I was gay my whole life when I was 10, but I can tell him when I was 33 when my dad died. It's kind of like a, a similar side of that, you know. And so I'm not saying that's I agree with that at all, but um, there is a couple. But, but at least the right answer. But at least with the gay, the gay thing, you know, you know, I mean, I grew up in an age where there was guy, there was guys we knew were gay, but they, you know, they didn't tell anybody that. But we knew, you know, you yeah. just knew. Yeah. And and yeah. And, uh, and it, it wasn't a big deal, you know, and it, it's, 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 it's a struggle. It's, you know, I, I, I feel for anybody who has to deal with that, you know, it's bad enough to trying to get through life as it is without knowing who you are, what you, you know what I mean? Feeling uncomfortable, like you can only imagine, but right. it, you know, at the same right. time with gay, it's like you, you, you know, you don't have to physically do anything, you know, and you could, you yeah, could just eventually, you know, you know, who knows? And it's, it's a battle. I mean, I may come out someday, who knows, but I'm not yet. Um, all I right, let's it. move on to the next question. <laughs> Okay, let me. One other, wait, Dougie. There's one other thing. The one thing that I really had a hard time with was that that really tall guy who turned himself into a woman, and he's a, a swimmer, and uh, and he won the race. And you see him; he's just towering over these these shorter girls. And of course, he won. Yeah, that was terrible. Just, you know, that wasn't. There's something that's just not fair about that. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, By the way, Ben, what happened? The, uh, to, what happened? What happened? I don't see. Um, I, I don't see Jacob. What happened? That's that's my phone. Uh, my phone's on five percent. He, he blacked out. <laughs> yeah, he passed Sorry. out because he, he he no, saw a picture of that fifty-year-old girl he banged. I was hiding my pussy. <laughs> oh, fucking guy! Oh my god, this guy! Um, all right, we'll carry on until he gets back on, David. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, the, the, the problem with that, you know, I, I, I have a quick, a simple solution for that because there's so many trans athletes more and more nowadays, there should be an open category, male, female, an open category. 
You know, if you want to compete with, if you're, no, they, if you're I think, I think the transgender, the transgender people should have their own Olympics. Period. Well, that's until there's enough that's of them. You know, there might not be. Until there's enough of them, they may not have. That's why I'm thinking an open category. You know, if you have an open category, you know, you have, you have, you could say, you know, you're a trans, you're a man, a transgender woman, then it's an open category. You know, you could, you could compete with men and women, whoever wants to be in the open category, you know? I so, think, uh, I, no, I, I think, I think they deserve their own Olympics. There's a special Olympics for people who are, who have those needs. That's a good point. And I, I, you know, I, I think there should be transgender bad. You know, if you change, if a, if a person changes their plumbing, then you should change the plumbing in the school. You know, it's like <laughs> they should they should have their own bathroom. Give them, it's going to cost a lot of money, but give them their own bathroom. Not don't. You know, I wouldn't want to be a girl in school and have some some guy who turned himself into a girl and come into the. I wouldn't want that. Give them their own bathroom. We got the money. Just print it up. Just direct deposit it somewhere. Yeah, yeah there you go. Solution. And, and and here's the thing. Not only schools, right? There, there was a famous rape case in Virginia that was that they didn't tell people about, and the school hid it because of the narrative behind it. But this kid raped this girl because he 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 identified as a woman, but he raped a kid, a girl, and he he got moved out of another school where he did the same thing. And then the school tried oh, to protect yeah. the child and all kinds of shit. And now you're having that problem in prisons. There's sex offenders, male sex offenders that are going, yeah, you know what? I'm a woman and they want to go and they want to move to a woman's prison. So, so they're, they're actually being moved to <laughs> yeah. fucking women's prisons. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's where it gets a bit ridiculous. And I don't know what happened to Jacob, but we hope he comes back and uh, see what happens. Um, all right. Let me ask you, David, what, uh, what is your uh, best vertical leap? You ever been a high jumper? Have you ever been able to, would, would you, oh, you, you mean, ever measure you mean an actual vertical leap? Are you, yeah. are you actually talking not, not emotional, physical? Yeah, vertical leap, physical vertical leap. I guess it would happen when I was on skis. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way, but uh, I'm big into skiing and I, I loved, I don't know, I, I don't know, I guess maybe uh, 16 feet, something like that. Oh, well, that's not okay. a leap. Well, that's going. That's going that's down. That's a jump. Though. That's <laughs> yeah. There he is. Yo. Uh, welcome back. Um, so, so David, so David, you don't you like that's skiing. That's when you're flying. You fly off a fucking ski lift or a fucking lift. Yeah. But I mean, like jump. Like if you had to jump onto a curb or you had to jump onto a box or. Oh, what's you know. the highest I could jump? Yeah. You know, white men don't jump. Uh, <laughs> I would say. I don't know, like two feet. I guess I get, I'm looking at I'm looking at my. Uh, I, I I I would have to run to my desk. That's three feet. I could jump that high, but that's a leap. Yeah, that's not. Well, that's a running leap. Uh, yeah, vertical jump means yeah. you from a standstill position. Um, but that's pretty good. I listen honestly. I, pro I at, with my current state, I could barely jump onto a magazine on the floor. <laughs> right. uh, it, it. I have the vertical I have vertical leap of a magazine. Jacob, what's uh, what's your vertical leap? What's your uh, how high you think you can jump? Um, I would like to say in high school I could grab rim on the basketball goal, but that was high school. Um, I'm, right now I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, yeah, three feet. I could do three feet. Well, you you really you could really you because you're only what how tall are you five ten five ten yeah, and you could you jump can't and do grab. Three feet. Well, you said two feet, David. You're 40 years older than me. I figured I could do three feet. 
I figured I could <laughs> no, I'm re- I'm rethinking it. I'm thinking more like five inches, six inches. Okay, all right. Well, from a stand, from inches. a standstill, Jake. From a standstill, you got to be in a standstill okay. and you jump. But you're bending your knees, right? I mean, you know, you're picking yeah, your legs it, up all it, the way. A, a vertical leap means you you're, you're from a standstill. You maybe take a step, but you basically jump up. All right, I'll, I'll say. Uh, I'll I say still don't. First of all, I'm still calling bullshit on you being able to fucking. It's your height, being able to jump and grab the, grab and hold on to the, the basket rim. I was in great shape. Are you spud web, you fucking, you could. I mean, that's. <laughs> if, if, I mean, it's nine feet high, right? That basket, nine feet high. Yeah, it's nine. It's nine feet. So you'd yeah, ha- you'd have high. to have a three and a half, four four foot vertical jump. Well, it was a running leap, but I'm five ten. <laughs> he, and then you're he started in Florida and started. It took off in South Carolina. <laughs> But no, like I'm five ten. My arms what? Two a foot and a half? You know, I mean you can get there. I'm I'm beginning to distrust you. Oh yeah, come on. I, I, think it, it, was, I don't think he really banged that girl. Ago. This was forty five pounds ago. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. I don't give a shit. I, I'd be hard to I'd love to see a picture of you hanging from a fucking basketball uh a fucking hoop. You might you I, might get distracted. We gotta find a basketball we gotta find a basketball court for you. We're, I, we're, That'll be the test. You might have uh, to find a basketball. You, Dougie, if you see a picture of me hanging from a basketball goal, I'm going to have a rope around my neck. That's going to be all you see. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, wow. All right, let's get to a different subject. Uh, what is your favorite Slurpee flavor, Jacob? I'm going blue. You like the blueberries? Yeah, yeah, David? the blue is solid. I never had one. I never had a Slurpee. I'm, uh, that's before, you never had that's a fucking Slurpee? Never. I had ices nothing... when I was a kid, but not a Slurpee. Yeah. Well, we, I, yeah was, but, uh, I was counting ices. Oh, yeah. Italian ices in the Bronx. Oh, the best. Um, I, I love the Slurpee. I like the mix cherry and Coca-Cola. I love to have them okay. mixed. All right. Very nice. Uh, if you fly, let me ask you this question. When you fly, David, aisle or window? Oh, for sure. I, I hate to be locked in. I'm too big for the. I'm too big for those fucking seats. I got a uh, window yeah. seat locks me in. If there's two or three people, I, I always take it. I always get an aisle. Always. Mm. David. I mean, and Jacob. Then, and then I have to be, I have to be careful to not let the cart knock my elbow. Always. They're always, the cart is always knocking into me. I'm the opposite. I like a window. I want to see the world, baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm a window seater because I like to lean up and sleep against the window, but I, I definitely don't like it when I got to take a piss and everybody else is asleep and I got to wake them up to let me go piss. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little difficult. Um, if you guys could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Jacob. Uh, Joe Biden eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Again? I said Joe Biden eight years ago. Just kidding. No. Um. In history, I would love to. I would love to have dinner with Robin Williams. He was always a big. Uh, he was a big childhood guy for me. Nice, David. Me, it would be for me. It would be Jesus. I like that. Yeah. Another Jew. One Jew. One Jew talking to another. I'd like to find. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Member of the tribe, I would like to talk to Jesus because he he he's a miracle man. Just 
he had more followers than anybody without without computers just mind-boggling prior to social media yeah I get, i'd be True. i'd be funny with watching you guys eating and then figure out who's going to pay the bill you don't have your wallet <laughs> jesus no i don't i left it in my other in my other robe um Dang. what about you dougie there you go um uh i always said it would be somebody like uh like jesse owens i always thought it was amazing how he 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 shot, put it into the face of fucking Hitler. I would have loved to talk to him at dinner after that had happened, just to know that. Um, no, he, uh, he died and he drowned in a puddle. Did you know that? No, he died. He drowned in a puddle. He was destitute, and I think he was drunk and he drowned in a puddle. Oh, that's all right. Let me yeah. let me change my answer then. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to have dinner. No, with no it's a great answer. Great answer. It's a great answer. Yeah, I think about that. All right. Um, last question. This is very important. Uh, you hear it all the time, but what does it mean to die of natural causes? Your immune system and your cells are just are just exhausted. I mean, your immune system has you know it's it's put up with whatever you've done to it. Whoops. Everything, yeah. everybody disappeared. Yeah, there's a screen going. Oh, now you're back. It says it's, it's not I think a medical your, term. Your, cell, your, your cells and your immune system have just, you know, had enough. There's only there's only so much they can put up with. And, and then the micro and the other viruses take over. And you die of natural causes being eaten by other viruses or microbes. Hmm. Dr. Jacob, what do you think? I mean, you know, you could naturally die from a, you know, a shotgun wound to the forehead. That would be a pretty, you would die pretty naturally from that. But uh, I don't know. Um, I just always assumed natural cause was old age and you eventually yeah. just wear out. I mean, kind of like David's answer, you just wear out. Well, uh, technically it means uh, when you die, when there's no illness or, or, uh, or accident, in other words. Um, you oh, just, for something, something happened, just basically, there's no reason for it. You didn't die of cancer or illness or, or, you know, choking, or you basically just died. There was, there was no, there was no action or uh, thing that c occurred and there was no illness. It just happened. Uh, interesting. You, like, right? you always hear it. But... You mean like the people that died from COVID? Yeah. Those people, you know, like the people who, uh, they had COVID, but they had a heart attack. They had a heart attack and they David. still put it down as a COVID death. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Don't hate about. me, David. Right. I'm kidding. It's a comedy show. <laughs> All right, let's get through the show. Uh, okay, this is our subject. Did you hear? These are funny stories. I'm going to go through the headlines. Uh, unfortunately, Jacob, because he's sitting in for Brandon, who didn't make it today, uh, didn't have much chance to read and go over the stories. David did, of course. Uh, but let's get through it. No true words. Mississippi police appalled arrest woman accused of filming disgusting sexual acts with a with dogs uh, one of them was a german shepherd don't get upset david but um you know <laughs> i mean the, the old question comes did you ever put peanut butter on your dick you know and let a dog lick it i mean there's a lot of people that wouldn't want to admit that but a lot of people have done that but to actually have sex with a dog um uh you know anybody Anybody in your past? The, uh, the, the, the important thing. The important thing here is: was it consensual? <laughs> yeah, bark once for yes, 
Mark II for no. <laughs> I you know uh, she was not, I, think, I read uh, the article she she was 19 years old and uh, I yeah. think she was just practice I think she was just practicing you know might have been that might have been the first time she had sex and she was just trying to figure it out and she's night I wanted to see a, I saw pictures of her I wanted to see a picture of the dog yeah <laughs> they couldn't they they could they couldn't have the dog sit down long enough because he was so fucking happy um, yeah. I think, you know, dogs are, uh, you know, dogs are natural people pleasers, you know, in any way, shape or form. But, you know, that's, uh, that's a bummer. You know, I don't think a dog can, uh, say yes. So that's a bummer, but also, I, a bummer I don't, because I don't, what I don't think bestiality should be illegal. I think it's, no. you know, that's very Christian. I think it's very Christian. I think if uh, people want to have sex with animals, they should be able to. Well, as, Christian, as the Christian in the chat, I would like to say just because it's Christian doesn't mean it should be legal. How about that? Say that again? I said just because it's Christian doesn't mean it should be legal. There's some just very bad Christian, Christian things, right? Well, yeah. Well, the Christians are pushing to make uh, a lot of things illegal. They want they want their their religion to be the only thing that's legal. I just think you should let people if they want to have sex with animals, let them have sex with animals. It happens a lot anyhow. Yeah. I think it's more to protect the animals, though, right? Yeah, I don't think it's not I like the animal. So. It's not like the animal can call, pick up the phone, and go, "Hey, my this fucking creepy fuck that's living with <laughs> yeah. me keeps sticking his dick in my ass." I don't. I'd rather. I just want to yeah. go get the paper every morning. You know, I just it want to be able old. to bury it a bone. Old. I don't want him to bury his bone in me. Uh, yeah. I, you know. You know, there was there was a true story that happened to a guy in Florida maybe seven, six, seven years ago who who died because he let a horse fuck him. This guy like brought oh, yeah. the horse in, built this whole thing, and he, he was letting the horse bang him in the ass, and the guy died because it completely blew up his whole. Oh yeah, he picked system. the wrong. He, he picked the he picked the wrong animal. He should have picked the chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Start off That's small. Sure. Yeah. Right. Start off he small. Worked his way into it. Hey, there's a lot of yeah. bestiality in Europe, you know, a lot of bestiality oh, yeah. in Europe. And there's, there's, there you go to into a video store. They still have video stores in like Croatia. All you'll see yeah. is uh, women and donkeys. Oh yeah. That's really? a big thing. I, 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 yeah, I worked in Italian restaurants, you know, when I was in high school and shit and every owner of Italian restaurant had a video of the, of the chick who would blue a horse, you know, that would have yeah. sex with a yeah. horse or blow the horse. It, I mean, I need you know, to, the horse didn't I need look like he was more. pissed. Yeah, or start working at a pizzeria. Um, all right. Uh, uh, this is a great story. A YouTuber was making a prank video in Virginia Mall. He said the pranky took it badly and shot him. Good. Good. Fucking play a prank, get shot. I'm all for this. You know, uh, these people, like, especially these people that let that they film people out there, and then, then when the cops show up, they're like, you, you don't have to show you my ID. Just hit him over the fucking head with a billy club. You know, and shove them in the fucking, you know, I'm not, enough of these fucking people uh, that, you know, they, they're claiming they're sit, they're earth citizens or, or, you know, uh, global citizens and they don't have to fucking pay rent. They don't have to have a driver's license. Yeah, they don't have to do anything. But, uh, you know, I love pranks that when these people. They, Jamie Kennedy did some great pranks. He was very funny. He did some great pranks. And he, he once walked into the pool. He was peeing in the pool. Just a phenomenal prank. But no. 
no, not doing harm to anybody, you know, making fun of himself. And these people are just irritating other people. And eventually you're going to irritate the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. You know, nowadays, the instability of people nowadays, why the fuck would you take that, that, that chance? You know, Tanner Cook, a prankster on YouTube, uh, was in intensive care on Sunday after a bullet pierced his stomach and liver when he tried to get likes on social media. And he's going to go out and do something again. He's already said he's going to do it some more. So yeah, he's going to keep doing it. Screaming for attention. Screaming for attention is what that is. He's got 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. Maybe I should go out there and start fucking with people. (laughs) That's not very many. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got 174 right now at Dougie Almeida. So please go and, while we're at it, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube for this show. Okay, so uh, don't you don't watch some guy get shot because he's, he's fucking with somebody. Uh, all right, let's see. Next uh, story. This is good. Uh, you know, I mean, I love. I'm going to ask. I have. I have to ask David about this. But a man in China spends 21 hours begging on his knees for ex lover to take him back. Boy, did she must have some good pussy. Well, he was just, you know, he's, he's, he hates himself. He, you know, he, he could really, he, he might really hate himself to, to go to that, to have to do that. She was and I know that from experience. What's that? I Jacob? know that from experience. You know, I, when my, uh, I, I, I once begged the woman I was living with, we lived together for four years and, uh, and uh, it's a long, it's a long story, but I'll cut it short. Uh, she decided to leave and I, I went on a three-day sales pitch to get married, and we got married. And after she finally said yes, after living together for four or five years, the marriage lasted about six months. Oof. So, and I was begging, I was begging her. I, I was beg, I did if not you, want to be. If you had to narrow it down to one reason, what do you think was? What do you think? There's a lot of echo. Um, what would you think it was? What was? What was? What was the thing that made you think you needed it, her so badly? I thought that when you got married, you stayed together forever. When we, when we got married, she she re- demanded to write rewrite the will the uh, the the vows, and she took out the "till death do us part" part. Yeah, <laughs> and I I didn't care. I didn't care because I we were getting married that day, so take that part out. I didn't care about it. And, uh, yeah. But what, uh, what's that old? No, I, I what's that? What's that old joke? You guys, your guys at the wedding, the preacher, the priest says, "Do you take this woman for sickness and in health, for better, for worse, for till death do you part?" And, and the guy goes, "Yeah, Richard Report." And the guy says, "Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no." <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you ever, uh, Jacob? Do you ever any, have a woman just make you do shit you didn't want to do? Like just had you had 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 you in the palm of her hands Ooh, i would say uh every woman i've ever met <laughs> i mean i was yeah. with my nice of you to be uh, honest yeah i was with my ex for five and a half years and i was i was like 18 to 24 18 to 18 to 23 i guess and uh i mean you know that's that kind of relationship you kind of basically do every you kind of lose yourself and you kind of just 
both of you mold your identities into this one thing as the couple. And so you kind of lose yourself in that. But like, yeah, she would, I would be at home at my family's working and then she would get mad at me in the middle of the night and call me. And then I'd have to drive three hours to Charleston to like make her not mad at me. And, uh, hmm. you know, just that, just that kind of shit. I mean, it's just constantly arguing and you're like, I don't even want to do this. This is weird. This is not worth it at all. But you know, it's fine. I'm it's funny sometimes when you're in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember you told me. So I, I, that's funny when you have relationships like that. You think you never live without them, and then after a while you realize, fuck, that, what was I doing with that person? It's amazing oh, so, how time so apart. I, my, two, uh, my two good buddies have been in relationships for like right, right around several months in a year for both of them pretty much, and they're always fighting. They're always bickering, and I go, I'm so glad when I get off the phone I'm not going to be sad anymore because – this isn't my situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go back to, you know, jerking off and playing golf. That's what I'm doing. So, Two of men's favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next story, Dolly, the next story, Dalai Lama apologizes for asking a boy to suck his tongue. I don't know if you saw this video. Uh, odd moment, you know, the Dalai Lama is saying, suck my tongue, you know, and the boy's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, you know, you watch the video, though, you, you, you know, it's it's kind of like the Dalai Lama being playful a little bit, you know. Um, he didn't say suck my dick. He just said suck my tongue. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, how you read, you read the, sucking the tongue Dave? I read the, uh, the rebuttal is that there's a, whatever his religion is or whatever his culture is, there's an actual term uh, that people use in a playful way, and it's called eat my tongue and the translation came across as suck my tongue so i believe that i believe that dolly was uh absolutely totally innocent in his uh in his approach to this kid he did not mean anything sexual or negative or anything like that but i did write a joke and the joke was he you know of course there's the word dalliance which is sexual frivolity so instead of being called the dalai lama you should be called a Dalian Slava. <laughs> Very nice. Get in line to suck my tongue. Ah, beautiful. Uh, a next story. Uh, a uh, Canadian woman uh, has one month to get rid of more than 130,000 chocolate bars that uh, somehow she overordered during the pandemic. I guess it all came in once. You know, she ordered a lifetime subscription. They sent it all on once, it seems. Um, now, now I'm on a weight loss thing. I haven't eaten chocolate. I'm away from it, but uh, let me, I forget the story is kind of stupid. What's your favorite chocolate bar, Jacob? Ooh, um, Hershey's with almonds. Yeah, good one. David? Any kind of chocolate. Any kind I can't of chocolate? Eat cho- I don't eat cho- yeah, any I don't need chocolate anymore because it's sugar and sugar is not good for me. It's not diabetic. Yeah. It just makes me nasty. Yeah, and uh, you know I'll tell you right now, sugar is the killer. Uh, that's why I'm I'm losing weight. I stopped taking all kinds of sweets, but when I can eat, my one of my favorite chocolate bars is a Reese's right out of the refrigerator. And our last story: a Canadian woman has one month to get rid. Oh, I already did that. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, this is great. You know when things are bad. Uh, when you when you do Harry carry together, a couple reportedly beheaded themselves in a sacrifice with homemade guillotine. 
well-crafted guillotine at a, at a couple's house in India. I'm going to put your head in there. I put my head in there. I pull the string. They chops our head off, and our head rolls into the fire. Goodbye, world. Question is, do we, are we going like to see more of this? Plan. Yeah, are we going to see more of this not. kind of shit as the world gets crazier? I hope not. Well, they, well Indians have funny ways of killing. They have funny ways of killing themselves. You know, like a lot of the Buddhists during the Vietnam War, they would set themselves on fire and shit like that. I mean, they really, they really go to extremes in in terms of figuring out ways to kill themselves. Chopping wow. your head off. I hope the blade was sharp. That's all. Oh, nothing worse than a dull blade and a beheading. Um. <laughs> You got to wait you know, for someone to walk by. Hey, pal, can you pull this thing up again and let it fall down? Yeah. Well, that was the one. I think the really, the real horrible thing was back when the when the English uh, Al Qaeda guy he, he cut the, the 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 journalist's head off on on live on a live video back. Wasn't talking that about seven Daniel uh, Daniel something? Yeah. Else? And they just show the guy like fucking cutting through his neck. I mean, it wasn't like a slice. You know, you cut, if you have a nice yeah. blade and you cut right through it, you don't feel shit. Uh, but you know, but that you know, but if you got using a fucking butter knife, uh, that's that a big question. Dan, that was Daniel Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Another G- Daniel Pearl. And he was Jewish. So he was Jewish. Huh. <laughs> well, wonder if that has any anything to do with it. But um, but he should be used to it. You had his dick cut off. He got circumcised. So. A little different. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. I, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, it's time for let's associate everybody. I'm going to give you a word or phrase. You tell me the first story thing that comes to mind. You guys ready? I'll start first with let's Jacob, and then we'll alter every other word. You each once da- once Jacob is done, David, you tell me. Our first word or expression is new material. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. What is it? Exciting. Exciting, right? Nothing better when new material hits one? and it fuck. You could say you could no, tell a story. You could tell. You could, no, huh. it could be, and you could tell your the last time you told. The, it could be anything that comes to mind. A story, a a, a joke you just wrote that's new material. Anything <clears> that that the expression makes you think of. Well, there's new material. Oh, every second there's new material just flooding into my brain and flooding into my. I, I write I write with my left hand so I can keep up with all the new materials coming into my head. It's phenomenal. Uh, D- Henry David Thoreau called it flashes of light from heaven. It's a beautiful expression. It's not thinking. It's new material. There's no thought. The, right, the, the writer of the Walden, great uh, Arthur. I like to think of it. I like to think of it as a. It's almost like a miracle if you get something. If you get some new material that works and you write it down or you think about it and you're like, oh, wow, that's actually going to work. That's pretty much a miracle as far as my head goes, because as a new guy, <laughs> your brain isn't may or may not constantly be able to shape thought into jokes. And so when you finally do, after the 150 things you've thought about, you're like, wow, that is so nice. I'm so happy that happened because yeah. if, I, if I could just keep doing that, that would be great. All right. Yeah. Our next expression, a next expression, David road trip. Uh, tiring a lot of coffee i've been drinking uh mushroom coffee to stay up on these road trips because i have a tendency to 
drive in my sleep. I used to walk in my sleep. And that, that's how I got out of the army. I was a somnambulist and I didn't know. I didn't know. They didn't want people walking in their sleep in the army with a gun. So I take, I'm on these road trips. I love road trips. I love talking to myself. I love going over my material in the car. I'm really crazy about road trips. So I can't, I'm going to take another one this Saturdays. That's a long drive to Florida. Yeah. Hill Fort Wallen gig. Jacob? Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> the one road trip and uh it was fun yeah i I, I, I tell you i tell you i love them because like like you i think in motion i'm more creative so when i'm on the road driving like some people say how can you drive 10 hours i'm like when i'm driving you know david's driven with me number one i uh, he complains about how fast i drive number one but you know i am uh I, when my mind is preoccupied with everything else on the road my creative mind just has time to really relax and start thinking of shit so I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, hey, next, Dougie, uh, Dougie, Dougie, I don't mind the speed. It's when you take your hands off the wheels. That's what I mind. <laughs> well, well, I got a car with driver assist. You know, I got, I got that. I got that bowl hit feature. I press two buttons. Yeah. It controls the speed of my steering yeah. just long enough for me to pack a bowl. Um, uh, new expression. Uh, let's start with uh, Jacob. Deal breaker. Ooh. Dang, that's a tough one. Because uh, I, I don't really have one, but um, we'll just say uh, bigger dick than mine on a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. David? Deal breaker for me uh, is with a woman is uh, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, and doesn't like anal sex. There you go. Bingo. Deal breaker. Deal breaker for me is a woman who has bad breath and farts in public. Um, nice. Oh, well, I, I just said it. Bad breath. David, bad breath. Uh, disgusting. Uh, I have it all the time. <laughs> my daughter is always telling me I got my breath stinks every time. Not every time, but quite a lot. She's just too fucking honest. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is brush my teeth because I know I'm going to kiss her goodbye. And I've, I've learned I just got to brush my teeth because my daughter will, <laughs> will catch me on it. I have terrible breath, David, so I'm right there with you. I have to brush my teeth morning, lunch, and night just to not be disgusting when I talk to people. I will I, I will tell you that. I've, I've smelled Dave, uh, Jacob's breath on occasion. I've been like, holy shit. This guy wipes his ass with this. Yeah, that's uh, you got to you got to figure that shit out. Um, I know, I know. Working out of the house, that happens to me sometimes. I was just talking to somebody working out of the house and at my office in the house. I sometimes I'll go all day and I even brush my teeth because I'm not around anybody. You know, it's not like I got to yeah. brush my teeth for a Zoom meeting. Um, and there's sometimes I'm home so often I'll, I'll realize I don't go anywhere. It's like three days before I shower. I'm like, what the fuck? I'll reach up to grab something off a shelf. I'm like, oh my god, what, what yeah. the fuck? I better shower. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I think we had a couple of these here. You know, these are, these are, uh, I'll skip one here. Uh, uh, David green room. Oh, that was, a, that was a, uh, a great, uh, comic TV show that, uh, I forget. Paul Provenza, Paul Provenza, Provenza, Provenza. He started that. That was a great show. Uh, I actually yeah. talked to him in a bar one night in, at, at the flappers bar. And uh, 
I loved watching that show. Just a bunch of comics really having a good time. Uh, that was very a great often show. That doesn't happen. He was great at it. Great. Ball's great. And you know, we, you know, you have to re- reach a certain level where you get a good green room, but most most places don't have a green room. It's true. Great green room um, with the comedy I've, zone. I've never been in a green room, so the green room <laughs> makes me think of something I would I would like to be in one day. That's that's about what I think of. But yeah, to David's point, that show was awesome, and I've always loved. That's why I like podcasts so much. Is I just like hearing comics talk, and so the green room was kind of the first example of that. Even though it was filmed and there was an audience, it was just comics talking, and I've always really liked that. I've watched every episode multiple times. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. I think the you're right. There's a lot of different. The, the the best green room to this day I've been in is the Laugh Factory in Vegas. Uh, bar, liquor. There's food, candy, cup. Everything is in that green room, uh, which was awesome. And the last thing I'll say about green rooms, if you're in a green room and you're not the headliner, uh, do not be the one talking. You know, do not be the one asking all kinds of questions. Be the one that is sitting there, maybe answering questions. But for the most part, do not be the main attention. You know, lay low while you're in there and definitely don't bring people in that are your friends, headliners, green room. Well, fellas, that's all we have time for here on the Wake Up Play with Dougie Show. I want to thank Jacob Nolan and, of course, David Zanslaw for joining us today here on the Wake Up Play with Dougie Show. David, you're going to be in Fort Walton Beach, the Comedy Zone at the Block, this Saturday. Anything else coming up? Uh, no, that's that's the most important thing right now. It's what I'm focusing on. Right, right now, I'm really busy right, finishing up writing my autobiography. You know, I'm uh, and I really had, really had a, it's a, been a long haul. It's been I'm working on it for about seven or eight years. And I'm finally, nice. finally doing part one. I, I think it's called, uh, everything I didn't tell my therapist. <laughs> That's a good name. Pretty good title. That's a good name. Jacob, what's coming up for you? What do you, where can people find you? Uh, Jacob Nolan Comedy on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm just trying to get back out of some more mics. Uh, and I'm trying to go to some different cities for mics just to kind of see what's out there. I'm going to Salt Lake City at the end of the month, and I'm going to try to do the open mic at Wise Guys out there. And um, I'm going to try to take a trip out to Austin, Texas soon, um, late spring, to hit a couple of mics out there just to see what different scenes are like. So just kind of exciting and trying new things for me. That's a great idea. I'd like to go to Austin myself. Uh, this Friday night, I'm going to be at the punchline in Atlanta competing in the world series of comedy, eight o'clock show. So if you happen to be in the Buckhead area in Atlanta, uh, the punchline, I'll be there. Come on out eight o'clock. Tell them you're there to see me and cheer me on and boo everybody else. Uh, that being said, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube, wake up, play with Dougie show. And of course our fan page on Facebook, wake up, play with Dougie show and on Twitter at wake up Dougie. Aside from that, we'll have a show next week. I plan on being home here in Simpsonville for the next uh, several weeks, taking care of business. And uh, so we got some great guests coming up, more shows. Stay tuned for more right here at this same spot. God bless.